You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Permission 2. I am sitting in my studio and yeah, the sun is out. (laughs) It's kind of been like this cold, wet weather and then these kind of warm beautiful sunny days and then cold and wet again and yeah it's just going back and forth like that so I'm really enjoying a little bit of mild sunshine today uh, and it is the second week of school holidays um, for me and it's going quite well but yeah I think I'll definitely be ready for school to go back next week uh, and it's actually interesting because today we're talking about four ways to prioritize your needs as a highly sensitive person Uh, and this is a skill that I realized in my 20s I was seriously lacking Uh, I just used to be such a caring person and so aware of everyone else's needs that I really didn't prioritize my own needs And I feel like for me, as a highly sensitive person, um, someone who feels things really deeply and is often so aware of other people's um, emotional state and their needs, um, for me, it changed really suddenly. Um, I I think it was almost like a a burnout of prioritizing someone else. Um, And I've shared the story multiple times about going through... um, ending a relationship that I realized afterwards was really toxic. So I'm not going to go into it in a lot of detail, but I'm just going to share that for me, the way that this shifted was really drastic and really sudden. And it was from a lot of intense therapy and this breakup and me going, Oh my gosh, I just really don't prioritize myself. I'm often not even aware of myself. Uh, for, for you listening, it might've been more of a subtle, like over life, over your lifetime, you've just started to notice that you have a habit of not prioritizing yourself. Um, And if you're a highly sensitive person, often what you'll find is that you are just so attuned to other people. You're so aware of other people around you, their emotions and their needs. And you can be really beautiful and loving and kind to them, but you can find it really, really hard to do that for yourself and also if you're highly sensitive there's like this real mismatch for you between our fast-paced and often overwhelming world um, and your deep diving brain (laughs) so you know it's such a skill and it's such a beautiful gift to be able to feel things deeply and to be able to think deeply but it doesn't go well with the fast-paced world that we live in and 
Sometimes it's also the season of life we're in. So maybe you're someone who's usually pretty good at prioritizing yourself, but since you become a mum, it's really hard. And I just want to acknowledge that there are certain seasons of life where it is harder to prioritize yourself and it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong as well. So we're always just trying to hold all of these concepts with nuance um, that it's complex. So you know, listen in, take what um, feels good for you, leave the rest, always be discerning. Um, So the the first way that I would say that you need to learn to prioritize your own needs is actually reminding yourself that you are important and that your needs matter. Basic, I know, but everyone talks about self-worth. It's kind of one of my pet peeves about self-worth is that everyone talks about self-worth as being I'm enough, I'm good enough. But I actually also think that self-worth is much broader than that in that it's having the identity of a person who has a healthy level of understanding of their importance. And so it's not just I am good enough. It's also I matter. My needs matter. And seeing that I often find um, sometimes when people are struggling with their self-worth, they start to slip into thinking that they don't matter and that their needs are not important. So first and foremost, remind yourself that you are important and that your needs matter. And this is where that self-knowledge piece really comes into because it's about knowing your values and knowing what's actually important to you. And sometimes when life is really busy, when life is really full, Maybe we're going through a transition or a change or we're in a relationship, a new relationship or a relationship's coming to an end. Any kind of big transition, we can get swept away in just the day-to-day life and, and all of the change that's going on and we can kind of forget to listen to ourselves and know what's important to us and know what our values are because our values change um, and they're meant to change. They don't stay the same. So you might have in your 20s been really aware of what you valued and what was important to you. But then in your 30s, um, yeah, life's just been full and you haven't really done a check-in and really thought about what's important to you. So it this is a step around remembering that you're important and that your needs matter and actually getting aware of what's important to you. And then secondly, it's paying attention to the way your environment impacts on your mood, your energy levels and your productivity. Uh, Because if you are highly sensitive, then your environment impacts you more than it impacts the, the general population. So for you, that might be lighting. For I find shopping centers incredibly draining because they are too stimulating for me. And I, the lighting is just, oh, I, I could be feeling so amazing. But if I go into a shopping center for an hour, I always walk out feeling really depleted. And I just don't like shopping centers for that reason. <laughs> and yeah, same with sound. Like I, if I'm working at a cafe, for example, and um, it's a beautiful cafe, great vibe. I love working at cafes. I can be really productive. But if they're playing some music, that's like, I don't know, too loud, or it's just music that I really don't like, then I just, I will, I will really feel that. Um, and so just little tweaks to my environment, like, because I know what I need, um, like bringing my AirPods, um, and listening to my own music or going and sitting outside, getting away from that music. Um, those things can have 
a massive um, shift in prioritizing my needs. Um, even things like I used to think that I was a bit of a perfectionist because I preferred to, to be in a tidy space. Like I find it quite hard to work um, in a house that's really messy. Um, but I realized as a highly sensitive person, I actually just find mess um, and clutter really impacts my mood. So um, even if the rest of the house is a mess, because mum life, right? Toddler life. I always prioritize keeping this little beautiful space that I'm podcasting from my, my office, my coaching space. I always keep that tidy. It's like my one sacred room that no one else is really allowed into. Um, and it's funny before I understood that I was a highly sensitive person and that like this was a legitimate need of mine. I just used to think that, oh, you're just being a perfectionist or you're just really fussy. Um, my family always really joke about, like that I've got great taste, but I'm particularly fussy about what things look like and um, interior design and stuff like that. But I've actually realized it's just part of my sensitivity. Like I have a real preference for like beautiful minimalist things. And, um, I like have so much more energy when I'm in that space or as when I'm in the, the messy main <laughs> living area of the house, I'm, I'm not as energetic. So I think a lot of this is also about knowing yourself and just accepting that you don't need to have, no one needs to give you permission that, you know, it's okay to be the way you are. You're allowed to just give yourself that permission. So like know yourself, honor your quirks and putting quirks in inverted commas, like honor your differences, understand yourself and the things that make you different. Um, and, and accept that about yourself and honor those needs and prioritize them. Um, yeah. So environment is really, really important. Thirdly, start to develop a practice around checking in with yourself about what you actually need. Uh, so, you know, this is, this could be mindfulness. Um, if you're into mindfulness, it could be a body scan. Um, you know, like maybe a couple of times a day, you just close your eyes or if closing your eyes doesn't feel good, keep your eyes open and, um, look at the floor or put your hand on your heart, whatever feels right for you. And just take a moment to move through the different parts of your body and check in with yourself and you can just ask yourself a simple question like, what do I need right now? Because so often you will be spending so much energy kind of being really aware of everyone else and what they need and their emotions. And, and there can be so much stimulation coming from the environment outside of you. But um, actually asking yourself, what do I need is really simple, but really powerful. So yeah, if you love mindfulness, do, do some kind of mindfulness practice or body scan or just ask yourself that question and get pen and paper out and journal it or just ask it in the moment and see what you need. Might be like, oh, I actually really need a drink of water or I'm really hungry or oh, I just really need to lie down for a moment. But that process of asking yourself what you need is really important for when it comes to prioritizing you. And lastly, so the fourth tip is to bring that awareness of what you need out from the moment and actually scan out and look at your overall week. So anyone who's worked with me before, or if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know, I will talk a lot about the practice of reviewing your week, like looking at your diary, if you've got a paper diary or electronic or whatever you use 
and just reflecting on it, like thinking, well, how did my week go? Um, how much space did I have for rest? How much space did I have for fun and joy? How did I feel through the week? Were there any moments or days that felt really overwhelming? Um, what energized me? What kind of really drained me? Um, and, and just take that time to reflect on your week and how it's going. And then this is a bit that is can be hard for, for many of us, including me sometimes, it's but to start setting boundaries that feel healthy for you. And that's where playing with your ideal week planner. So getting out a blank bit of paper, writing out like Monday to Sunday and writing out how you want your week to look, um, you know, and of course we, we have to live in the real world. Like if you've got a, a newborn baby, um, your ideal week's going to look really different to someone who doesn't have kids or who has a seven-year-old, uh, who's at school full-time. So, um, always being really like gentle and realistic with yourself about what your ideal week could look like. But sometimes it might just be saying no to one thing, um, a week that will like completely change your life. Like for example, um, this probably sounds like quite a rigid rule and maybe it is a little bit, but it works really well for me in general. I, I live South of the river. I live near Frio for anyone, any Perth listeners will know. And I have a bit of a like general, you know, flexible rule that I don't go much more than 15 minutes away from my home in my day-to-day life. So like my daughter's school's like a 10 minute drive all of our appointments, all of the people that support us in our lives are mostly within that area. Of course, there are beautiful humans and (laughs) beautiful events that I will occasionally travel for. But as a mum of two who like does spend a lot of time driving around, um, keeping our life simple and keeping most things pretty local, um, that has made such a difference in my life. So the other day, someone... um, I really trusted shared like this beautiful facialist um, and like, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'd love to have a facial with her and it looks so beautiful. But when I looked at where she was, it was like a 35, 40 minute drive. And I was just like, ah, like not for now. It doesn't mean that in the future, I wouldn't do something like that. But for now I need to keep certain parts of my life simple. So that's just an example of like a, a little formula that I've set for myself to try and reduce like the overwhelm and the busyness. Um, for you, it might be, you know, you realize that you're saying yes to something that you actually really want to say no to. Um, or, um, you just need like a little bit more space between finishing work and I don't know, coming home to your partner or, yeah, sometimes it can just be like the smallest, smallest tweaks in our overall week that can have the biggest shift um, for our nervous system. And also it's just that process of reminding yourself that you're important and that your needs matter, which is what this whole episode's about. So I hope that helps. If you do make even one little tweak to your diary or to your day or like one way of prioritizing yourself um, from listening to this episode, then I will be so happy for you. Um, As I said in my last episode, I really believe that when we facilitate permission within ourselves, we also inspire other people to facilitate 
um, permission and to give themselves permission. And it's like this beautiful spiral of permission. So um, yeah, please try and make one little shift from this episode. And I would love it if you let me know what it was and how it went. Uh, That is it for today. I will catch you in the next episode. As I always say, uh, it would mean so much to me if you're listening and you love this podcast. I would love it and be so grateful if you could leave a five-star review just to help me get this message out into the world. Um, Yeah, can't wait to talk to you next week.